I think music is the la- international language because sometimes we cannot speak the same language or we have not the same tradition but we can play the same note and we can play the same rhythm and music uh, show me what is human with music we can broke the borders and that's what we are doing right now host Rachel Geringer and in this episode we're going on an audio adventure exploring the power of music and art to connect us across difference and across distance. Our guides on this journey include musicians, artists, sound engineers, and photographers from all over the country and all over the world. We just heard Moroccan Ganawa master Mehdi Nasuli who was among the crew who visited eastern Kentucky in March 2019 with the Mosaic Interactive Project. Mosaic was a new initiative of the Brooklyn, New York-based nonprofit Found Sound Nation. Found Sound Nation uses music making to connect people across cultural divides, and the Mosaic Project brought together artists from Muslim-majority countries with artists in the U.S. to explore the universal themes of memories, rituals, and dreams in a multidisciplinary, multimedia performance that premiered at the Big Ears Festival in Knoxville, Tennessee this year. In the next hour, we'll hear stories and songs from Indonesia, Palestine, Turkey, Morocco, and West Virginia. We'll hear from musicians, photographers, directors, and more. To start, Elena Moon Park, an East Tennessee-raised, Brooklyn-based musician and co-creative director of Found Sound Nation, joined me in the studio to talk about the history of the organization and the Mosaic Interactive Project in particular. Um, my name is Elena Moon Park, and um, I'm originally from East Tennessee, but I live in Brooklyn, New York now. And I work with an organization called Found Sound Nation, and I'm one of the artistic directors along with my colleagues Jeremy Thal and Chris Marinetti. And um, we actually met, we're all musicians, and we met in 2006 at a contemporary music kind of summer camp, <laughs> band camp in Western Massachusetts, um, run by an organization called Bang on a Can. And we, Chris was a composer at this festival and Jeremy and I were both um, performers. I play the violin and Jeremy plays French horn. And we met there and we immediately found that we shared an interest in, uh, we had a background in music, but we all did a lot of other work in um, social justice and in education and in organizing. And um, Chris had started a project right after we had met at Bang on a Can at a high school in the Bronx where he brought in kind of his very basic production recording gear into this high school that had was really had very few resources and um, just spent some time in a classroom with high school students and created original music with them. And the, the rule was we're only going to record music that we can make ourselves in this room. So, you know, no downloaded beats or nothing from the Internet. It was basically if you needed an instrumentalist, he would call in an instrumentalist that he knew and they would play what you wanted to hear in the track. And if you wanted to make a beat, we would use, you know, like hitting the desk or other things in the room. And um, I think Jeremy found out about this project and, and loved the work. And the two of them started doing more of this in other high schools around New York City. 
and then partnered up with Carnegie Hall and did some work in juvenile detention centers, in prisons, um, in hospitals. And we produced a lot of really beautiful music that, you know, I, I think really captures the feeling of the participants and the time and place that they're in. And um, we did that for many years. And then in 2011, we uh, discovered through our our partners at Bang in a Can an opportunity to design and run an international global music exchange program called OneBeat. And miraculously, we we won this with this grant, this partnership with the U.S. State Department. So starting in 2012, we started designing and running these programs that brought musicians from all over the world, from a selection of 40-plus countries that the State Department um, helped to select, and brought together 25 musicians, usually from 17 or 18 different countries, from very different styles and backgrounds, for one month, intensive month of um, creative collaboration, um, performance, engagement with communities. So we would do a two-week residency followed by a two-week tour in different parts of the United States. And um, we've been running that program, which is called One Beat, for eight years now, and have over 200 alumni from around 40 countries that we've met through this. And this opportunity came by um, for Mosaic Interactive from Doris Duke's Building Bridges program. It's the Doris Duke Foundation for Islamic Art. And um, they are interested in strengthening relationships between um, artists and people from the Islamic world and the US. And so we use the opportunity to to build a program that would allow us to work with some of the artists that we had met over the years in a, in a deeper way and dive into their musical and cultural traditions even more. So we have, uh, we reached out to um, musicians that are here now who include Mehdi Nasuli, who's a, a Ganawa master um, from Morocco. And we reached out to Penny Chandrarini, who is an Indonesian Sindan female vocalist, um, in the gamelan tradition in Indonesia. And um, Ali Tekbash is this beautiful Kurdish singer. Um, and then we also reached out to Eva Selina, who is a vocalist in the Balkan Eastern European tradition who lives in Brooklyn, New York. And when we came down to this part of the world, we met Ben, ben Townsend, who's a great fiddle banjo player from um, West Virginia. And um, also a musician we'd been wanting to work with for a long time, Zafer Tawil, who is a um, Palestinian musician living in New York City. So the goal of Mosaic Interactive um, was, as I said, when we wanted to, to build kind of work with these incredible artists. And um, we wanted that work to be inspired by their own interests and their own cultural traditions and also how that connects to universal kind of human concepts. Um, and that's how we kind of got into the realms of these three themes, which were dreams and memories and rituals. Well, I'm, I actually grew up in East Tennessee, um, so I've always wanted to kind of you know connect back um, for my own like personal roots in this area. And um, we've actually since uh, 2011, we've been in discussion and, and knowing about Apple Shop and been really inspired by just the focus on archival work and on storytelling. And I think we found a lot of inspiration for this project for the, from, from the work that um, Apple Shop has done. And then also just, I think, broader than just the organization, what we found over the course of these couple of years, that I've, especially that I've been coming back here, um, is that 
you know, that's not that's not unique to Apple Shop. It's kind of something that happens in um, in this region a lot of just like holding on, passing down um, stories and kind of cultural traditions through oral histories and through word of mouth and um, through um, arts and and culture and craft and. Um, Honestly, we were really just, I, I was excited to come here with all these musicians from around the world to learn about that and to, to take some wisdom and knowledge um, and inspiration from seeing that as um, a, a cultural tradition here. This is Ali Tekbash, a Kurdish musician living in Istanbul, Turkey, and working to record and archive traditional music of his community. Next up, we'll hear more of Ali's beautiful singing and the history and crew behind the Memories team. My name is Kyla Rose Smith. Um, I'm originally from Johannesburg, South Africa. I've been living in New York City for the last three and a half years or so. Um, I'm a, originally a violinist. Um, uh, I'm now still a violinist <laughs> and something of an aspiring multimedia artist and creative producer. Um, I, for many years, 15, 16 years, played in a seven-piece Afro-pop band in South Africa. Um, and towards the end of 2015, I decided to leave that part of my life and see what I could find in New York City. Um, and I have kind of expanded my horizons to be making this kind of multimedia interactive work. And I'm really enjoying this new era. Great. Great. Hi. My name is Ali, Ali Tekbaş. I'm from Kurdistan. I live in Turkey, in Istanbul. And uh, I'm a musician. Um, we have a group, music group. It's named Lauje. And we call it uh, for last time, I think when I chilled. Child. Child. We call it... Uh, old story and uh, song. Uh, this song, woman's song and man, and uh, my friends I, me, and me, we are, uh, we are, uh, was go to village in Hakkari. We call it uh, uh, woman's and uh, man uh, voice. And they talk about uh, his her stories, uh, and we now we have our archive in uh, home, and we we make arrange, and I sing sing singing. My friends they all help me, and we are uh, together. Uh, 
write and uh, uh, sing and we we meet for uh, I think uh, uh, for uh, another people because they not know uh, Kurdish culture so we we want uh, uh, singing and uh, do maybe a CD it's true CD and uh, we have concert in Turkey uh, and now I meet with uh, Kayla um, and uh, Eva, Elena, uh, Alexia and Gideon. I'm very happy because now I, I, I think my uh, language songs uh, is for me very important. Uh, and now uh, I speak English with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This for me very very big uh, important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like um, um come here. I'm very happy and uh, thank you very much for you. Yeah. Thanks thank for you. being here. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> My name is Gideon Crevache and um, I'm a singer and I also compose music and um, work on a lot of different collaborative music projects and I've been working with Found Sound Nation for about 10 years and um, a lot of the my early history with music is doing traditional styles of singing from all over the world from the Mediterranean from uh, the Caucasus Republic of Georgia from parts of the Balkans, from South Africa, from Appalachia. Um, and from that, that sort of got me really into experimenting with the voice and also trying to understand the, the wisdom that's embedded in all these traditions and using that to create new ways of making music and collaborating across different styles of music. So that's a lot of what I do now. and. Um, this project has been really interesting to to learn this Dengbesh tradition and just scratch the surface of this tradition and see the amount of of um, depth that Ali has and try to to really tell a compelling story from this with the piece. So that's been that's the that's the challenge that we're in right now, and it's it's also really interesting to take that. And as Kyla was saying, comparing it to these other ballad traditions here in Appalachia and and see how much similarities there there are between these traditions. Cool. And yeah. where did you grow up? And oh, I, I grew up in uh, the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont, which in many ways is very similar to here. Um, and I still live in Vermont, a different part of Vermont. Cool. Yeah. I'm Eva Selena. I am a singer and a teacher originally from Santa Cruz, California, and I've been in New York for 12 and a half years, uh, longest I've lived anywhere in one place. <laughs> and uh, I actually grew up singing traditional music, but not American traditional music, uh, Southeast European music. So Bulgaria, Macedonia, kind of in the early years, and then expanding to work a lot in Roma musical traditions from the Balkans. And so having always been interested in different harmony singing traditions, different oral 
musical traditions. Then uh, when we had this opportunity to start doing some work in Turkey where I had spent a, a considerable amount of time before just for fun mostly, uh, I was very, very excited to kind of get a little bit deeper into the incredible diversity in Turkey. And while I certainly don't consider myself a Kurdish singer, while I certainly don't consider myself an Appalachian ballad singer, I feel like what I what I bring to my work is is a, a passion for translation and creating context to allow an inroad for an audience to understand something about a totally different language musically and and linguistically, but to find those moments where people can connect. And so that was deeply appealing to me about this work uh, because I think that, yeah, these are mountain songs. They're just, they're different mountains. And actually all the songs that I love come from mountains. So um, from one mountain to another, <laughs> it's just a pleasure to be here. So um, our portion of the Mosaic interactive piece is um, memories. The piece itself is broken up into memories, dreams, and rituals. Ours is the opening piece, which explores the memories of older women um, in Turkey and in Appalachia. And this piece came about because we were, Eva and myself and another artist who is not with us, Fidel, were working on a separate project in Turkey um, starting last year exploring the stories of displaced communities in Turkey through the voices of women and through different singing traditions of those communities. Um, oral storytelling through song, like the ballad tradition. Um, it's really interesting when you delve into that, how each country has kind of its own form of ballad singing. And in the Kurdish community in Turkey, there is a form called Dengbej, which is very much very similar to the ballad tradition in that it is telling very local stories of communities from different Kur Kurdish communities within Turkey. And so when we were invited to be part of Mosaic, we decided to just explore this tradition and the stories of Kurdish women from different regions of Turkey. We went on two research trips to Turkey last year. And in the first trip, we met this wonderful singer who we are with now, Ali, who has kind of spent the better part of the last, I don't know, he can tell you how long, but maybe more than a decade, archiving um, the Stengbej tradition, traveling around Turkey, recording the different songs of Dengbej communities and performing those with his band in Turkey. And so we, we met him. He took us to his hometown of Hakari. We met his mother. We also met Fidel, our collaborator's mother. We've recorded hours of interviews and footage with those women. And part of their stories form part of our piece. We were lucky enough also to come to Appalachia in November and interview a number of older women in these communities and we're incorporating their stories into the piece as well. So it's a piece that explores the memories of these women and through exploring their memories, we're kind of exploring the memory of their communities, um, the, the story and the history of where they come from, their homelands, both real and imagined in some cases. I mean, as you might know, the Kurdish community in Turkey is 
displaced and is kind of displaced historically in the diaspora and in some cases a lot of their tradition is around the longing for a homeland that perhaps has never existed the idea of home as opposed to the reality of home and that's something that that is kind of a theme that is running through this piece hmm. um and so the piece in its final form will be sort of a multimedia live performance could you could you maybe describe that a little so in the trip we traveled uh, in both the trips to turkey with alexia webster who is uh wonderful photojournalist, photographer, and video artist from South Africa. And so through those trips with her, we have all sorts of footage of weddings, of women in their homes, of the scenes of daily life and the textures and the colors and the feelings. And so we'll be integrating a lot of that with live performance in addition to using archival recordings from uh, from American tradition, from Appalachia in particular. This song features Ali Tekbash, Gideon Kreveshe, Eva Selina, and Kyla Rose Smith. Next, we'll hear from Moroccan musician Mehdi Nasuli and West Virginia-based musician Ben Townsend, whose musical exchange and collaboration was at the heart of the Rituals segment of the Mosaic Interactive Project. So my name is Mehdi Nasuli. I born in Taroudan city in the south of Morocco. And uh, my grandfather was musician. So the, the grandfather, the father of my mother, he, he was musician, but in our tradition in Morocco, women cannot play this instrument. Mm. Now she can, she can, but before it was like a little only for men. And so it skipped one generation for me and it come to mine. And I learned uh, from my grandfather a little bit and from my a lot of masters around Morocco. And I play gembri, which is this instrument is like, Fabric by wood, fabricated by wood, and camel skin, mm -hmm. camel skin, and the strings are the intestine of goat. Mm -hmm. Bleh, <laughs> the goat, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, the, it, it, I think this instrument have life inside. He's mm. like uh, animal being or something. He's something with with life because this skin was to some camel who, who had life before. And uh, we play with this instrument all night for the Gnawa music and we have like seven colors. 
each color means something that we have in this life like for example the the red color uh, it's for the blood for the slaughterhouse and for love too it's because this is the balance of this of this life it's sadness and happiness on the same time and for example the red color the green color is for uh, for the the trees and nature the blue color the light blue is for sea the dark blue is for sky and the black is for forest the darkness of of, of forest and we 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 just play each each color we have a lot of uh, a couple of songs a couple of songs and then we people trance and go into this music just leave the body the physical body and go to the invisible one and uh, i think music is is the music is the international language because sometimes we cannot speak the same language or we have not the same tradition but with Ben we can play the same note and we can play the same rhythm so for me that's the most important thing for connecting people together and by the history people was singing before talking mm. the sound exists before language and uh, I'm, I'm very happy and very proud and very lucky to be musician because m- music connect me with a lot of people and the music uh, show me what is human before borders and because now borders i think is it's very difficult now with this program uh, mosaic we have uh, another friend who's called samah from lebanon he didn't get his visa but his heart is with us on this tour and i think uh, with music we can broke the borders and that's what we are doing right now and uh, now i i born in tarudant i have a house in agadir which is near to tarudant but i live around the world i live in, on touring on playing music and uh, this is my my home is everywhere for example this week my home is whitesburg kentucky <laughs> i feel this this is my home and the uh, home is not uh, where you grow home is when you feel good for me this is home and uh, now on this project i become as a palashian i feel all this tradition it's mine too because and what i hope i hope that bring ben to my country where i grown up mm. and show him there and i i'm sure that he will feel the same he will feel apart from this region too yeah Could you play just a, a little yeah. just so we can hear what this instrument sounds like and what's it called again? It's called gembri. Okay. It's gembri. It's like the grandfather of the bass. Okay. <laughs> and then if you want to introduce yourself um, sure thing yeah. yeah my name's Ben Townsend I'm from the eastern part of West Virginia in Hampshire County and I grew up in Romney and I've spent a lot of time traveling around mostly West Virginia and Kentucky I had a banjo player uh, that I learned from early on named Riley Bogus that was from North Carolina 
And so I've learned a lot of that kind of round peak style. And then I went back and learned a bunch of West Virginia stuff after that. Um, a lot of the guys in my hometown played music. There was a, an ag teacher from the high school that was very fundamental in my life and kind of not only taught me how to play music, but taught me a lot about how to be in this world and to be respectful and, and to be around other people. And all those things are connected for me. So I've just recently found out that my grandfather and great grandfather were both fiddlers. And I didn't know that growing up. It's just recently I found that out, but there were some people from back home that were really instrumental in my learning. And then, um, through Augusta heritage center, I got a grant to learn a lot from Dave Bing and we made good friends through that process and I play with him a lot now and also John Harrod here uh, when I used to come down to Dave lives in Roan County and so it's like almost across the state and I would come down and I'd go to Dave's and then I go to uh, to Bobby Taylor's and then I go to Paul David Smith was still alive back then so I'd go to stay with Paul David and then I'd come across to John Harrod's house and stay like a week and he would take me all around. And then on the way back, I would stop at Paul David's house. And then I would stop at Bobby Taylor's house. And then I would go to Dave Bing's. And then I would go back home and play. I played in a band called The Fox Hunt for a long time. And so we would often tour and do stuff like that. And uh, I'm recently, I've been traveling kind of like Medi said. I've, I've, been a, uh, I've, I've been a citizen of the world for a long time as, as touring and kind of have moved all over the place. And I'm recently just relocating back. Uh, I have a place in Elkins because I work a lot with Augusta now. And I stay for the most part in the Eastern Panhandle still. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's great. Is that good? That's yeah, good. That's my that's story. Yeah. yeah. And I'm excited to, I guess he, he's talked a lot about his inspiration musically. And right now I'm, I'm interested. It's nice to be here. And to see the way that the radio station and the, and the uh, institution connects with the community, I'm really interested in finding a way to reconnect in, in the Eastern Panhandle and kind of nurture and mentor this next generation. I think it's kind of coming into where it's, it's our age group's turn to kind of lead by example and find positive ways to encourage youth kind of away from some of the things that are going on in this region towards music or towards ways to feel like a valuable citizen and a good member of the community yeah so i'm inspired to do that right now cool yeah. great um let's do a song now sure. if that works for y'all um so yeah <clears throat> طويل القايمة يلي ساكن بين بروف التنين غلط العاشي في بحيرة لالا مولات الخل خالب ورطل 
You're listening to Mountain Talk on WMMT. In this episode, we're exploring the power of music and art to connect us across difference with the Mosaic Interactive Project. So far, we've heard about the history of Found Sound Nation, a Brooklyn, New York-based nonprofit that brought together musicians and artists from all over the world for the Mosaic Project, which came through Whitesburg earlier this spring. And we've heard about two of the three central themes to the Mosaic final performance memories, and rituals. The third segment of the Mosaic Interactive final performance focused on dreams. And in the next section of this show, you'll meet some of the dream team. Indonesian musician Pini Chandrarini, whose stunning voice you're hearing right now, Palestinian-raised and Brooklyn-based musician Zafar Tawil, and Brooklyn-based Chris Marionetti. Um, so this whole project is a suite of uh, pieces and the piece that we're working on, that we've been working on, is relates to dreams and more specifically dreams of childhood. And so dreams from children and dreams about childhood. Um, and we've been working, actually we worked last year with uh, a Palestinian artist, Asma Ghanem, who's not able to be here. And we collected a series of dreams from uh, children from one of the refugee camps, Kalandia refugee camp, and worked with them to kind of like almost um, materialize those dreams through drawings and through animation, ideas that we animated. And now what we're doing is we're kind of weaving those dream stories, not just from those kids, but from also the musicians, Penny's dreams and some of the other dreams of the musicians into this sort of dreamlike arc. It's almost like we took the, the sort of arc of what an evening of dreaming would be, you know, four, four times that you pass through REM stage of dreaming. And, and we kind of wove those together with visuals and music. And it's sort of like a, 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 dream, a dream arc if you will, yeah. Interesting. Great. Um, do you want to say more about the project? Yeah. Sure. And uh, 
coming from there, uh, like seeing the footage and the video art that the guys used, it's really powerful with the animation also and and uh, that how the animation connects to the dreams, like the wall, that the separation wall between the, the West Bank and the rest of Palestine. Uh, uh, it's, you know, we're trying to bring melodies that, you know, have little uh, some relationship with 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 the footage and and other experimental elements, mm. and you know, of course, the instruments and the culture from that place. Mm. Interesting. So I think now, we, if we can do some personal introductions. Okay, my name Penny Chandrarini. I'm from Indonesia. I live in Surakarta, Central Java. I'm a singer. Also, gamelan composer, uh, and I teaching in Indonesian Institute of Arts in Surakarta for traditional vocal, called sinden. Uh, it's kind of sing with gamelan orchestra. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And did you start singing and when you were young? Did you learn as a child? Or? Yeah, I was born in a puppet master family, uh, like gamelan musician family. And I start singing since five years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to go? Sure. Um, my name is Christopher Marinetti. <clears throat> I grew up <throat> in New Mexico and I uh, live in New York now. And um, along with Elena Moon Park, Jeremy Thaw, we started this collective Found Sound Nation, which is uh, which has been for many years working in New York City, but now internationally to bring musicians together from a lot of places. Um, I'm a composer and a sound artist, inventor of sorts of sounds. And um, my a lot of my music is about kind of bridging the divide between those who consider themselves musicians and those who may not. Interesting. Um, my name is Zafar Tawil and I'm from Jerusalem, Palestine. Um, uh, I'm uh, a wood player and uh, uh, I write also, I'm a composer. I grew up in Jerusalem and uh, I composed some music for uh, a movie that was written, uh, was uh, directed by with Jonathan Demi before he died. And um, that's one of the biggest project I was in. <laughs> and uh, I, I, w I went to music through my brothers. I have two other brothers who play wood, and I'm the youngest, so I got to see them play, and then I learned from them. Mm. Great. Um, <coughs> do you all want to go ahead and do a song, and then we can talk more?
That was so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Um. So, do you want to tell us about mm -hmm. that song? <laughs> I think many should. Be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this song is in Javanese, Javanese language. Mm -hmm. uh, in old language, Javanese. I wrote the lyric and also the the vocal that song. It's about love, right? My love. The title is My Love. Um, it's song will play with puppet shadow in the performance in dreams uh, kind of traditional puppet shadow from Jawa Rama and Sinta uh, and it also have a connection with my dreams like true dreams when I'm ni 19 years old how I am first time in love with someone <laughs> <laughs> and also I start to love with uh, my new religion something like that mm. yeah mm. so it's a it's inspired by a dream that you had yeah yeah inspired by a dream of my i just want to add i want to i want to say everyone we met in this town they're so nice mm. 
okay. and friendly. And I, we didn't meet everyone, but the people we met, they're amazing. And uh, I want to say to them, thank you for having us here. And uh, we we love sharing the experience and the love. And we are part of you and you are part of us. And we are one. You know, everybody's one. All over on earth, everyone. But that's a dream as we spoke before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, love and peace to you all. And... Uh, Come visit me in New York. I'm in New York right now, not in Jerusalem. But I'm a holy man from the Holy Land. So, holy man, holy man, love and peace to you all. Yeah. After learning about the Mosaic Interactive Project during their time here in Whitesburg, I grew deeply curious about how all of the pieces and themes, layers and connections would be woven together into a final performance. I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to see one of the final performances at the Big Years Festival. And while music is at the heart of the whole project, what we can't bring you in this auditory adventure are the powerful visual and environmental components of this work. South African photographer and filmmaker Alexia Webster and Brooklyn-based director Ashley Tata describe some of those layers. Uh, my name is Alexia Webster. I'm a South African photographer and have been working as a photojournalist for the past 12 years, um, mostly around Africa, um, looking at issues of migration and conflict and identity within the African continent because I'm South African. But in the past few years, I've been expanding out around the world, um, doing doing different projects with family and um, looking at refugees in a lot of countries around the world. And about four years ago or three years ago, I met the Found Sound Nation crew and worked with them on the One Beat project, photographing, um, and just found that to be an extraordinary gathering of incredible people from around the world and they're an amazing it's an amazing organization they have a, an incredible inclusive nature to their to the way that they work um so i felt really in, at home within that space and ideas flowed and <laughs> um and then they approached me about working um in palestine and in turkey with this with the mosaic interactive project so in February last year, I went to Turkey uh, to work on the Memories Project. The project came from another another project mm -hmm. that we were uh -huh. working on with uh, Eva and Kyla and Fidel. Fidel's mother, uh, Fidel, who, who had been a One Beat Fellow in 2014, um, is an amazing singer. And his mother, he's the, the 17th child. Um, of his mother, so she had from when she was 15 until she was 51, had 17 children, and he was the 17th child. And she is an extraordinary, was an extraordinary woman, and he wanted to do a, a project about her. And so he approached Eva um, as one of the collaborators, and Eva brought in myself and Kyla to help work on the project. So we went first in February to Turkey to go and meet Fidel's mother, Edule. Um, and I went and I spent a week with, with Fidel and his mom and their family in Mardin, which is a town uh, which is 
about five kilometers or three miles from the border of Syria. So it's Turkey, Syria border. Very beautiful Mesopotamian plains, an incredible ancient, ancient town. Um, and his mother, I, I spent time with her there in Martin, just interviewing her and, and finding out about her life and, and how she, you know, what it was like to raise 17 children <laughs> and, and, and the kind of the journey that that is and being a mother and motherhood and being a woman within a very kind of strongly patriarchal world and the lessons she learned and the kind of, we we stayed together, I, I lived in the house and we just hung out and she didn't speak any English and of course I don't speak any Kurdish. So we, but we communicated, we just kind of, I don't know, spoke that language mm -hmm. <laughs> that you speak between people and and found in within that a lot in common and it was a very beautiful time with her an amazing time um and then i and then i went back in july and spent but but she had uh, fallen sick and she was in hospital then um but i spent time with fidel's sister it was they had 15 she had 15 boys and two girls wow and uh, so I spent time with one of Fidel's two sisters and she's an amazing poet and she had written this beautiful poetry about, um, about I guess, in a way, the burden of being a woman and how she had wanted to study. She's very intelligent, incredibly poetic soul. She has this like really kind of elegant calm to her and she had written these poems when she was um, just finished school because she wanted to continue studying and she wanted to like go to university and her father wouldn't let her um, and she was kind of pushed into a marriage rather and it was heartbreaking for her and she wrote this incredible poem about about that about that loss of that opportunity and and what that meant for her life so she read some of her poetry for us and I spent time with her and then um, about two months ago, Fidel's mother passed away. Mm. Um, so it it feels like an incredible, op like we had this amazing time that we got to like spend time with her and and connect with her and and have a little bit of an archive of an an extraordinary woman, a really mm. extraordinary woman. The memories piece, which is the piece that's looking at a lot of these memories of these women who who we interviewed, which is Fidel's mother, Edeli. Adele and um, Ali, who I also went to Hakari, this mountain uh, region of of uh, Turkey, which is really close to the Iraq border, the Iraq and the Iran border. And I spent time with his family, which was an equally extraordinary experience. And Ali's mother um, was a very amazing, warm woman who had fled Iraq a few times and crossed the border with all her children and, and has now this incredible flock of 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 children and grandchildren that all live around her in this house it's kind of amazing it's like a house and she's on one floor and the brothers on another floor and the sisters on another floor and it's it's a, like a storybook actually it's a very it's an amazing family and an amazing place and so these the footage the footage that I took during that time will be screened on these cloths as the performance is happening and as a story of of this womanhood and the memories of these women's lives and of women in general unfolds mm. on the on the cloth. 
you know, Alexia and Kylan, Eva and I came um, to East Kentucky in November and um, because we developed this relationship with Nell, um, Nell Fields. And Nell had mentioned that she was hoping to archive and, and record interviews with older women in um, this county and in this community. And so um, we, we did a little bit of interviewing with Nell's help, and we interviewed Nell, actually, um, about some of these same topics. And uh, some of the interview audio also makes its way into the piece itself. Great. I'm also working on a piece, which is the dream section of the mosaic, uh, with Asma Ghanem and Christopher Marinetti. And I went to Palestine, to Ramallah, in May last year, and we we worked together. The, the three of us um, went to the wall that separates Israel from Palestine and worked with a community of kids who live right opposite the wall in Ramallah, like a few a few feet from the wall their houses are. So their kind of view in the morning is of the wall. And we interviewed them and spoke to them and, and played music with them and hung out with them, working to find some of the things that they dream about at night, their nighttime dreams. I think in part the idea was that the wall the dreams are, are the things that that kind of the, the unconscious space that washes up against the wall. Those 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 unsaid effects of of this big barrier that surrounds them. The dreams are a way of of looking at that and 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 uncovering that. Yeah. So we had this incredible experience of meeting all these amazing little kids that are just you know riding around on their bicycles and hanging out and just being little kids, but are, are living right up against this massive political global issue of the wall between Israel and Palestine and there's a lot of conflict that happens at that wall a lot of a lot of patrols you know as we were there every day the Israeli soldiers patrol up and down along the wall and at one point the kids were throwing rocks at the soldiers and then the soldiers tear gassed the children and so there's this kind of active bubbling conflict that happens all the time and and very little communication um, between each side there's a there's a the wall separates not just people in movement but also culturally and socially and there's a real it's a real kind of big block there and it felt like the dreams were a way of trying to understand what that means for for people and for the society and and a way of kind of delving that unconscious space that that can con can transcend walls and what does that look like and what does that mean um my name is Ashley Tata and I live in Brooklyn New York I've been in New York for longer than any place else, so I consider myself a New Yorker, whether they'll have me or not. Um, and I make um, I make contemporary opera and multimedia performance in in you know live performance. And I know I I've I get I was brought into Mosaic Interactive via Elena, who we've just met each other on different i've worked on some bang on a can pieces as like an associate director and things and so i travel with that crew quite a bit and see a lot of their work and so at potlucks and events and performances i've run into elena a number of times and then i think actually nathan cosey who is an accordion player who i know and we were working on this production of oklahoma and uh, Nathan one day said, oh, I think Elena might be giving you a call about some project. And Elena did give me a call. Um, and we met up and Elena kind of talked to me about the the pieces. And it was, 
very hard to wrap my head around them because, I mean, as you just heard, there's a lot of different elements going into them in a lot of different places, a lot of different players. Um, but the themes of, but what, but what was clear were the themes of the the memories, the dreams, and the rituals. And I kind of just sat with those ideas and and said that one thread that seemed to to tie them together in some way was to create. I mean, just thinking about a performance that occurs in space and time. Um, one thing that seemed to tie it together is this idea of liminality and spaces that are kind of not really well defined and where a lot of a lot of things may occur, or may not occur. Um, and I think uh, we ha I mean, we just had coffee and I think just talking about that, um, I started to think of, of ways of visualizing some of what, what I had heard. Um, and then there was a period where I wasn't able to work on the project. So I was just reading a lot of the material and, and trying to send some ideas to Elena and the and the kind of and the composers um and then more recently I was able to come onto the project full time and so I've been on this on this tour which has really been amazing and has um solidified I mean there I think the the idea of the liminality is still definitely at the core of things but there's also it's interesting to to think about boundaries in each of these pieces like the in in the dreams piece the boundaries between sleeping and waking between you know the the wall that is more of a literal boundary between some of the collaborators who are here and who are not um and then in in memories there's also these boundaries between the the now and the then or the now and the potential future or the the living and the dead and and in the rituals piece there's also that sense as as well of of presence and absence or presence and trance um and so we're kind of building a piece that that are examining all of those type of issues as well um and so my job is really just to try to bring all these together in some unified way. But I also do a lot of work. Um, a lot of the work I make can be environmental in nature. So we're doing or uh, so the piece is really exciting because we've been creating different designing different spaces for each of the pieces as well. So in memories, it's more the audience is encouraged to be actively within the dreams and the memories. So and we're designing using Alexia's uh, Alexia's work for the first two pieces in particular we're designing these different spaces for the pieces to to occupy so in the first piece in memories it, it's more the audience will be encouraged to kind of move around and the singers are also ambulatory so there's this real feeling of kind of a cocoon and and the space is a little bit more cyclical um, like a spiral which kind of seems to fit the theme of memories and and there's a more kind of feminine energy I guess to that as well and then in dreams we're creating a space where there's a there's a kind of permeable membrane where the dreams can kind of become really articulated and really clear like that moment in a dream that you really really understand and then there are those moments in between dreams when you're explaining them to somebody where you're kind of making stuff up as you go along just to just to try to make some narrative out of the thing so we're creating a, a visual experience that approximates that idea as well um and th and one of the things that chris had said to me in an early conversation about the dreams piece too that really struck me struck a chord with me and how we're thinking about creating like kind of what the story what the story can be around that is this idea of of the kids having dreams and then wanting to bring those dreams into reality so there's that kind of magic that we can make as visual storytellers and as performers and theater makers that I feel kind of an obligation to fulfill which is really which is really exciting um and then in rituals, I mean, I think that what Elena said about, you know, Ben and Mehdi's 
commitment to tradition and to really feeling a real sense of their tradition and the the legacy of tradition that has been handed down to them and that being the place where they can now exchange tradition in the present moment that idea uh, combined with also something that Mehdi talks about at the beginning of this Lila ceremony which is when he enters the space he offers his soul to the performers and also to the audience and also to the spirits I think um, and and I feel like for all of us that's basically how we're able to make music and make art and make performance in real time and uh, so this idea of creating a space where we're we're offering ourselves to the audience and asking of the audience to join us really um, is a real I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, high bar I guess but 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 that's kind of the at the heart of I think the the pieces as a whole and then and then a way my way in right now with the ritual piece um, and we're also Eamon and I are working on creating. Uh, a visual landscape for that that really immerses the audience in the idea of with the Lila ceremony there are these different colors that you move through so we're we're creating a landscape that will really bathe the audience in in different colors but also create the potential for you know if anybody finds themselves drawn into a trance-like state then we're also looking for ways of achieving that visually that kind of um is reinforced by and encouraged by the the sound of the music and everything so that's it for this episode of Mountain Talk, featuring Found Sound Nation's Mosaic Interactive Project. To learn more about Mosaic, you can find them online at www.mosaicinteractive.org. That's M-O-S-A-I-C interactive.org. If you'd like to hear this or previous episodes again, you can find them on our website at wmmt.org. Or you can find Mountain Talk as a podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Music on this episode featured live recordings of the Mosaic crew during their time in Whitesburg in early March 2019. This closing song is a lullaby written and performed by Zafar Tawil, inspired by the experiences of children living right next to the wall in Palestine. I've been your host, Rachel Geringer, and from all of us at WMMT, thanks for listening to Real People Radio. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.